0: This is the Resilient Disciples podcast powered by Awana. I'm Ross. You know who you are. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And those of you who are watching us on YouTube, uh, we're grateful to have you here. I'm here in uh, my uh, South studio, Valerie Bell, uh, because of all the technical issues I had getting this started. But thank you for your patience with me. And welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I love it when somebody besides me has technical issues, (laughs) 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 Literally
0: all the time literally all the time hey. listeners don't know this but one of the first interactions valerie and i had was me not being able to get into a zoom meeting and then when i got into the zoom meeting the audio wouldn't work and there was this look on valerie's face of
1: we just hired him this is the audio guy uh, <laughs> which was very valid it um yeah
0: so valerie you are here today because i think there is a very critical conversation that i want to make sure People are um, going into these conversations after the Child Establishment Forum best equipped to change the culture or influence the culture or change the direction of their ministry because of all of the fruit that we saw God bring to light in the Child Establishment Forum. So people are listening to this. It's been a couple of weeks since you've been to the forum. If you did not have the chance to join us, first of all, we would love to have you check out uh, the... Some of the content that you can actually access uh, so if you go to the show notes there's more information about that but we would love to have you still experience the forum even if you weren't able to join with us in person but if you were there whether there being in person or online i trust and i pray that you had the same kind of sense that god was up to something as we did so Valerie, i just want to start you know you are someone who has been operating at a high level leadership capacity for a long time this is not your first conference This is not your first big gathering of people. What stood out to you as unique about what God was up to with the Child Discipleship Forum?
1: I think there was a whoa (laughs) uh, that kind of everybody felt. It was not even what I expected particularly, you know, and you have that sense. I I was telling our prayer group yesterday uh, in my devotions, I had read about Palm Sunday when Jesus came. And it ends with this, this verse uh, that says, they did not know when the Lord came to them. And of course, they were expecting a king and an army and army that, kind, and that of things. kind of thing. Uh, I feel like at the forum, God came to us and we knew it. We knew it. And so, uh, you know, that's just one of those like you said, uh, how many million conferences have I been involved in, but, uh, and there, and I've loved parts of all of them, but this was one of those things that was beyond planning. This mm-hmm. went beyond, I mean, it was part of our dream. You know, when we put this together, we've been actually Ross, we've been putting this together for years. It, <laughs> it was forming in us for years. We wrote the resilient book, mm-hmm. but we, of course we didn't know about COVID, that would right. put an exclamation mark on a book called Resilient. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we've got something like seventeen thousand or twenty thousand copies out there now. Yeah. You know, we didn't know that that was going to happen. We didn't write a Resilient with that in mind, but we did write Resilient with in mind of movement of God. Mm. So everybody at Awana knows that my favorite, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is the one about out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou might distill them in the Avengers. Mm. The enemies are obvious. The Avengers are strong. And isn't it just like God to... Embarrass and humble them with the praise and the beauty and the power from the children's wing. Amen. So I see from the children's wing, the possibilities even stronger now. This is not just a dream to me now, or any of us, the possibilities that from the children's wing of the church, a great fire of faith would rise up, and God would bless that, and the avenger would be stilled, and this faith would move into the aisles of the church, and up into the pulpit, and we will see a different day for the church. And I think it started. Amen. I always hope. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, well and well, and that's one of the things that sort of was my immediate takeaway, which was the conversations that I heard in the lobby were obviously incredibly encouraging. And I say this in the least sort of a self-congratulatory tone as possible. But this is something that we've been talking about for a long time. We have often said, person who listens to this podcast on a regular basis, you've heard me say. Awana has been about resilient child discipleship for 70 years. We just haven't always called it that. And one of the things that stood out to me was that, you know, you you were in those rooms when this conversation got started, y'all have been, like you said, dreaming about this for a long time and seeing how God was not only honoring those dreams, but going further than any of us could have ever imagined from the first big gathering, uh, Everyone who has an Awana.org email address walked away from that experience feeling incredibly encouraged and ready to continue partnering with you, the local church.
1: I think one of the really beautiful things about this and maybe shocking things about this was this wasn't about Awana. Yeah. None of our people were allowed to wear their Awana shirts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had a very strict dress code, yeah.
1: That was a strict dress code. We didn't have Awana literature on all the tables. There weren't uh, advertisements for Awana. We didn't want to be a distraction to something that we see as a movement of God. And that could be so inclusive because, yeah, we do a certain kind of discipleship at Awana. You know, somebody said to me one time, oh, Valerie, is that that organization where the kids run around in circles into polls reciting re- uh, Bible verses? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah, you know uh, yeah. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but what we are really about yes. is this discipleship of uh, a global generation of kids. So we use this phrase, um, r- raise up the greatest generation of disciples. And when I hear people other than Arwana, like at this conference, who are a forum means everybody talks, who are they they can't stop talking when they get out in the hallway. They are there's lingering around the tables after uh, a presentation because they've got to debrief it. Um, Mm -hmm. I had two friends that came um, just because they love me. They don't have anything to do with Kidman anywhere, and uh, just to support me and they were writing notes furiously and laughing saying to me, you didn't tell us this wasn't about Kidman. You didn't (laughs) tell us that this is about the church and what we haven't been hearing anywhere else. Yeah. Isn't that amazing?
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love too that the the friends of yours didn't have a connection to Kidman. Uh,
1: (laughs) Connection. That's it.
0: (laughs) Right. Because folks like, it is a, it is a goal of mine for this podcast that it begins to reach more people who are just passionate about the future of the faith, the fearless future of the faith, as the book said, um, rather than folks feeling like they have to have a certain title or have a certain letters after their name to feel qualified for the conversation. Like one of the things, and actually let's, let's sort of shift the conversation here because folks like that, I imagine the reason that they care about the future of the faith is because their parents, their grandparents, there are folks who have maybe operating in the, a sort of lay leader position in the context of their church. Mm-hmm. But you have spoken for a long time about why we need those people at the table, why we need the value of people who are just connected like that. Why? I'll ask a very obvious question. But why were you so encouraged by their f- f- uh, feverish note taking?
1: <laughs> um, because you don't expect that from Kidman. You think you're going to go to a leadership conference and get to meet, right? Yeah. <laughs> you go uh-huh. to an admin conference, it just, it, and to realize that there's a seat at the table for you, mm. it, it's because you love the church, just because you're concerned about what's happening. So, you know, I always kind of nickname our book Resilient. Um, it's, you know, I wanted to subtitle it something like a love letter to the church. Mm -hmm. Because uh, there is a vision in that of a restored, renewed, powerful, loving, global body of Christ that has the complete uh, cooperation of the Holy Spirit and of God himself to minister as he would have us minister in the world. And to me, that's such a beautiful picture, but their seat at that table for pastors yeah. ladies, uh, moms who maybe go to mops, uh, women who have Bible studies, there's a seat at that table. And we, I continue to stress Ross, this is a form for me, mm-hmm. every voice, everybody speaks into it. And cause we don't have all the answers, but we're going to find people who are able to put some light on the path a little bit further down the road. Maybe it's exciting. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: No, (laughs) no, never apologize for that kind of passion, Valerie. Um, The thing that I think stood out to me about, you know, it was obviously a desire of ours to have everybody talking. It was a desire of ours to hear that sort of buzz that comes from a room when you know that the content that's being shared in a forum or a conference type setting is really engaging. But to hear that actually happen, to hear those plans come to life and to hear and to know that the people who were there with us in person or there with us there with us online all came from a variety of different backgrounds and contexts, but had this united mission around child discipleship. I do want to lean into um, both the sort of like senior pastor type, as well mm-hmm. as the Kidman leader type, because obviously you have thousands of different relationships for both of those camps. Because I think, you know, I have the privilege of hosting the online experience for the forum. And one of the things that I said a lot, but I was saying it to the camera, right? I didn't, I wasn't directly, was form to end of the form. And the, for so many people, I know I was exhausted by the very end. It feels like this sort of like fire.
1: <laughs>
0: and I want to ask the cliched question of what's next for, you know, let's, we'll start with the senior pastor type. What's next for the senior pastor, and how have you already begun to see that live out?
1: Yeah. So, what's next is you get him there next year. You you pay him to come. (laughs) You (laughs) send him on a vacation to the Bahamas afterwards. You get him there. And um, so, Ross, I went and I attended a virtual church service of one of the pastors who'd been at the forum that Sunday right afterwards. And I, I was so blessed because he was preaching, he picked up the words and the concepts, and he was using them with his people. And this is a super smart guy. He doesn't need our help. But <laughs> he used it. It was, it was helpful for him. So he talked about how important it was um, that we examine whether we are motivated by ideology or theology. Have we strayed from the Bible into some other areas and made them primary? See, that was language that we were given at that time. And yeah. and then he used this um, Stetzer sign, sign, you know, we at Awana call this our gang symbol because we use this ideology so much, but it talks about how the shifting culture of faith has shifted over to um, secularism, I guess is the best way with a much smaller group down here who are still uh, great followers of Christ. He used that and he, he gave that to his congregation. And I'm just feeling like, We can do that for every pastor. We can give them the words, not just from Iwana, but from the best people out there who are navigating the culture. We can navigate this culture. We can give it to pastors who will give it to their churches. And we can unite a tribe of undivided believers. Not divided. This broken world needs a united church. Amen to that. That's our vision to see that happen. So, how how wonderful to get to spy on that pastor and to (laughs) we administered to him and helped him that way. Yeah.
2: Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.
0: Were you at the Child Discipleship Forum? Were you able to join us in Nashville or online for this crucial conversation about the future of the faith? If you missed it, I want you to go to childdiscipleshipsimulcast.com right now. There you're going to see information about how to access content from the forum in a video on demand format so that you can quickly access the speakers that will resonate the most with your ministry context. The last thing any of us at Awana would want is for the conversations that started at the forum to end at the forum continue the conversation at dot simulcast.com We were able to talk to lots of pastors who, they were there the first year, right? They didn't need convincing. They got it. They were people who were already passionate or concerned or both about the future of the faith or about what's going on in the children's ministry in their church. And they were there and we gave them language. I want to You know, this is a bit about the sort of more Kidman practitioner type, but this is a conversation around the pastor. You've mentioned get them there next year.
1: Yeah.
0: How? How does someone who maybe feels distant from their pastor or they're really fired up from the forum, but they don't know how to engage that conversation with their pastor, how do they begin to make that bridge so that we are not undivided Christians within the context of our own churches?
1: I read a stat that 30 to 40% of our pastors want to leave. And I will tell you, as somebody in leadership, this has been a hellacious couple of years. Because no matter what you say, either because we're divided, you get hit from either side or both sides. Sometimes I would say, start befriending that pastor. Start. Don't tell him your ideology. Don't tell him, you know. Don't even tell him that he should have a (laughs) wana, you know, but begin to uh, care for that person and try to look at life through what he or she is going through and uh, become uh, the person who he can trust enough or she can trust enough to come along with you next year. And, And like I said, you know, if he wants to bring five friends and you don't have the money, talk to us. We yeah. can help make that happen. I, I so want to emphasize that uh, having a relationship with a wana at this time is so much more than having club in your church. That's one arm, and it's an important arm, but we have a whole mission part of Moana, 5 million kids around the world. Maybe your church would like to actually be a part of some of those incredible things that are happening. I mean, I could sit here, Ross, and just tell you story after story about the international things that are happening. Cause totally. it's incredible. It's just incredible. Yes. Or maybe your relationship with Awana at this point is going to be coming to these Thought leadership provoking uh, meetings that we're going to have every year and making sure that you've got a tribe of people with you, because what you don't want to experience is to go home and try to put this into translation for everybody who wasn't there. You want to bring a group of people that you can share this with and you can pray with and you can forge a pathway in your own local setting on uh, this discipleship journey for your whole church, not just for kids.
0: Yeah, well, I want to highlight a couple things there. One, uh, the CEO of Awana just said, you don't have to buy Awana. And I think it's important fired Ross, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's important for people to you know uh, I've been at Awana for two years. You have a much deeper relationship with Awana than I do. It's important for people to hear explicitly what our heart is here, what our passion is here, and I think it's incredibly valuable for you to start by just making that really plain. And I would also say really practically, yes, we have the child adoption form next year. It's September twenty second and twenty third. Um, but I would also encourage you to just stay connected to Iwana. We are going to have an event. um, We just had an event uh, last Thursday where Melanie and I were starting the processing of the Child discipleship Forum. We're going to have a few of those. And Valerie, I know this is a bit of your wheelhouse. They're going to be tied specifically to language, how to talk to your pastors about it, how to talk to your team about it, that kind of thing. And um, part of this is just continuing the regular rhythm Mm -hmm. of processing, of evaluating with the sort of future of the faith in mind. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this is we are here to do what we as an organization have always done, which is partner with a local church. And we're trying to do that in a way that is most beneficial and most impactful to you.
1: You know, there are a lot of child ministry conferences and they all have a little bit different slant on things. Uh, This was the, what I heard was, whoa, like I said at the beginning, this is <laughs> different.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, one of the uh, Kidman leaders, she has a thousand children. Can you imagine getting volunteers for a, a ministry with a thousand kids? My no. hat
0: is off to her. It's been two years. I'm trying to get volunteers just to watch my own kids. I only <laughs> have two of them.
1: That's grandparents. That's what grandparents are for. Anyway, but she said, you know, um, I go. To, I've gone to all these conferences, but this instead of one oh one. Like for starter people who are just learning about it, you know, this was 401 and it was exactly what I needed. It was far down the road and it's, it, it was exactly where I need to be stimulated and encouraged and challenged. So I thought that was a great way to explain what the child discipleship forum actually is.
0: Yeah. And I love that feedback from that person because I think it's so critical that we honor the experience and the intelligence of those who are actually doing the work. Because I think sometimes, you know, as someone who gets the privilege of being able to, you know, gab into a microphone every week, Mm -hmm. I always want to be really careful to not make an assumption about things I know that the, uh, that the audience doesn't know, but also to honor the fact that I don't know that much Mm -hmm. and to lean into what people who are actually doing the work are experiencing what they need and then give them the things that are going to equip them. You don't need to hear this from me, but you did a great job um, in your talk for the forum itself. And I know that one of the things we've said it before on the podcast, but I think it bears repeating is how the scriptures description of the men of Issachar means so much to you. Mm -hmm. And when I think about that practitioner, the person who is trying to take all of what happened from the form and adapt it into their context it's important that they live out the full meaning of that verse for those who are hearing this for the first time can you give them some context into how that verse fuels everything that you do within Awana
1: absolutely uh we, we are in shifting times our culture is shifting some things are good some things are we know aren't, aren't good, but there's just so much disorientation. I think that's happening right now. And, uh, there's this verse, uh, in first Chronicles twelve thirty two that has jumped out to us for years because it's taking place during a time of Israel's shifting culture. Uh, King Saul is, uh, they're defecting from him and they're coming over to David. And, um, It says of all the tribes, you know, Levi, 4,600 men, you know, it gives accounting, basically accounting. But when it comes to the tribe of Issachar, it just jumps out. And I tell you, Ross, it jumped out from the pages of the scripture from their time to our time in 2021, because it said exactly what we need. Every culture needs that's shifting. Every church needs that's in a shifting culture. Every organization needs. It says the men of Issachar Issachar understood the times and knew what to do. Mm. And it's really important that we look at those together because I have found in these shifting times A lot of people are building a platform based on understanding the times. High on analysis, and they're peddling discouragement. Uh, They are uh, high in telling us we're going to lose, and we better declare war, and all of this stuff. They don't know what to do. (laughs) We need to listen to the voices that know what to do. And what we say in that is... We need to focus in on, be dedicated to, let some other things go that are in the way of discipleship. Because the muscle that discipleship builds is resilience. You don't have to have a special course in resilience. All you have to do is become a disciple. Yeah. Now, that is the process that has been the process for thousands of years of building a strong, resilient, able to withstand so many outside forces, church. Yes. And, um, that's what we're saying. You know, let's be the tribe of Issachar. At, and at the forum, we're trying to gather the tribe. We, we think we're part, you know, uh, it, um, the, whoever understands the time is going to be the thought leader. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's natural. It, it may not be coming out of our seminaries. It may not be coming out of our Bible college. I'm telling you, Ross, it may be coming from the children's wing of the church.
0: Amen. That,
1: that those people who understand the times and know what to do, and some of them who have been volunteering for 30 years, come on, that's not the choir. We're not <laughs> the choir we're talking <laughs> about the saints we're talking about the saints of the church use with your its respect
0: to the choir yeah.
1: <laughs> i don't mean to put the choir down i'm a vocalist myself but i understand yes. that that comes and goes like, where do you see people serving for 30 come back with me ross i'm losing uh-huh. where do you see people serving for 30 years in the church it's in the children's wing
0: yes uh, every time Every single time.
1: They are saints. That's absolutely. I just want to mobilize them. I just want them to use their influence and to begin to talk about the importance. Uh, Let's bring Jesus back into our churches. Let's bring the gospel back into our churches. You know, Uh, let's make sure all the basics are covered.
0: And something that I've heard you say a lot is let's bring the kids back into our churches.
1: What a concept. (laughs)
0: So I want to wrap up with just, I wanna, I'm want to i just going to give off a couple of different practical things on how we continue this conversation what's next. And I would love to have you uh, sort of wrap us up with the things to keep in mind, anything we may have missed in the course of the conversation, some of the why behind this practical stuff. So first and foremost, if you have listened to this point in this episode with Valerie uh, and you're not subscribed to the podcast, I really would hope that you take the time to subscribe. The whole mission of this podcast is continue the conversation week after week. Those of you who were at the forum, because you were listening to the podcast, and I was the first person to tell tell you about it, I hope you hear how similar all of this conversation is. Right. Secondarily, uh, stay connected to Awana, not because we're trying to push you any particular program, any particular ideology, as you so brilliantly communicated, but it's because we want to we want to have this conversation with you. We're going to be doing that in a couple different ways through online events through uh, just being active on social media, through free resources, uh, particularly around Advent and Holy Week. Those are going to be a couple of free resources that are going to be coming out that we're really excited about that we would love to equip you in no matter what your context looks like. But Valerie, I think it's critically important that people understand that when we talk about these practical things, that they are not the most important thing. Everything that we're describing, between Awana, uh, Bright, Bright families, this podcast itself—these are all different methods, but they are mm-hmm. methods about the mission. So, to ask the broadest question I possibly can, coming out of the forum, thinking about this concept of what's next, what is the mission of people who have listened? For people who have listened this long into the podcast, who are there at the forum? For what is their assignment as they continue to move forward, uh, for the future of the faith?
1: I think we start by admitting and acknowledging that we need God. If we don't have a movement of God, we are in a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to stop there. Hmm. Um, because I, I believe that uh, I have maybe boldly said what is actually in a lot of people's hearts. And, uh, and going forth, believing that God will meet us, believing that God will mm. show us how to even speak to this culture. We don't know how to even speak to this culture.
0: Yeah.
1: They will show us the words that help us understand how to live Christianly in in, in the shifting culture, um, that he will show us how to love our churches again and how to be church people again. Mm. I think there's so many expressions of it, but I just say, come Lord Jesus, (laughs) come Lord Jesus. And uh, we are humbled uh, by that invitation because we acknowledge we can't do this without God's help.
2: So that's where I am now. The Resilient Disciples podcast is powered by AWANA. AWANA is a global nonprofit organization dedicated to equipping leaders to reach kids with the gospel and engage them in lifelong discipleship. AWANA is fueled by the generous support of individuals, churches, and organizations, as well as resource sales. Subscribe to the podcast today so you never miss an episode and go to resilientdisciples.com for more resources and many more of these conversations. The podcast is mixed, edited, produced, and hosted by Ross Cochran. Our theme song is Fresh Air by Christian hip-hop artist, Josiah Williams, and hits by Jude. You also heard I'll Let Go provided by Josiah Williams from his album, Rerouting 2. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.